Welcome to Lakeshore Christian Church's Midweek Video Podcast. We're so happy you're joining us today. If you haven't already done so, we want to encourage you to hit that subscription button. And if you want to get notified when we post a new one, you can hit that notification bell as well. We come to you live at noon on Wednesdays. Of course, if you can't catch us live, it's then posted on most popular podcast platforms after that. And you can go back and watch or listen to it anytime later. Uh, We are each week on the podcast. Uh, going a little deeper into the previous message uh, in, in the series that we're doing at Lakeshore Christian Church on Sundays, and uh, we're also previewing the upcoming message usually. Uh, last week, we looked at, uh, we're in a, a series called Summer in the Psalms, and last week we looked at uh, a psalm that is unique in a couple of ways. It's Psalm 90. Uh, it, it's the beginning of book four of the psalms. The psalms are broken into five books of psalms. Uh, they were used much like a hymn book. Uh, for the people of God as they sang praises to God as a part of their worship. Uh, many of these were written uh, as poems or songs or, or poems to be put to music uh, to be sung. And Psalm 90 is unique in another way. It's written by Moses, and that makes it uh, the oldest psalm in all of Scripture. Most scholars believe that Moses wrote this later in his life. So here's a man who's gone through a lot of life, a lot of different experiences in life, Uh, So he's gained a lot of perspective uh, as he's lived his life and God has worked with him, in him, and through him in a lot of different ways to accomplish his purposes. So his psalm is unique in that it's it's being written from the perspective of someone who has gone through a lot and has seen God sustain him and provide for him and for his people and use him uh, in the life that he's lived. But also it's the perspective of later in life, like most of us, as we get older, we begin to think of how life is passing by so quickly. Uh, when we, uh, I mentioned that Sunday how Facebook now does the memories, where a lot of times when you log on to Facebook, it'll say you have these memories that you can go back and look at. And I'm surprised often by how it seems like that happened just just a short time ago, and it'll say this is a memory from a year ago or memory from three years ago. And it's hard for me to imagine it's really been that long sometimes. It just doesn't seem like it. So we talked about how there are five uh, things in this psalm, five different things that will help us to reflect on the passing of time and how our life is being lived, uh, five things to be mindful of as time keeps passing us by, so to speak, or as time keeps passing by in our lives. Uh, So I just want to review those very quickly. This is in Psalm 90, and the first one is he introduces the psalm in verses 1 and 2 by identifying God as this big, awesome, uh, in-charge God that he is. Let's look at verses 1 and 2. It says, Lord, you've been our dwelling place throughout all generations before the mountains were born, or you brought forth the whole world from everlasting to everlasting. You are God. So he introduces God as the as the great big creator God who existed before anything else was created or made, and he is the creator of those things and the sustainer of those things. But he also identifies God as our dwelling place, our refuge, our safe shelter that's been there all the time. He is secure and safe and constant. So I love that God, uh, that Moses sets that perspective of God before he begins to talk about these next things. Uh, 
he then begins to talk about the good news is God is so big and so great, but but then there's some not so good news. He mentions he talks about the fact that life is brief; it, it passes by so quickly. Now that's coming from a person who's been through a lot of life. Sometimes when we're younger, we don't think of life as being brief. We think we've got all the time in the world. But at this stage in Moses' life, he's reflecting on just how brief his life has been and that life is in general. So he uses terminology here in verse, the next few verses about the brevity of life, beginning with verse 3. You turn people back to dust, saying, Return to dust, mortals. A thousand years in your sight is like a day that's just gone by or like a watch in the night. Yet you sweep people away in the sleep of death. They are like the new grass of the morning. In the morning it springs up new, but by the evening it's dry and withered. So that's this concept of the brevity of life. And we don't like hearing that. We don't like being reminded of that all the time. But it's really a good thing to be reminded of it. Because when we realize how brief life is, we have to decide how to handle that. What are we going to do with that? What difference should that make? And how we live life. And that's per- the perspective Moses is giving us here is understand just how brief life is. And when we do that, it helps us focus on what really matters. But then he also talks about the next thing in this psalm, and that is that life is brief and we live it as very broken people. In verses 7 through 11, he talks about how we stand before a righteous, holy God as people that are really guilty of sin and brokenness before him. It says in verse 7, We are consumed by your anger and terrified by your indignation. You have set our iniquities before you, our secret sins, in the light of your presence. All our days pass away under your wrath. We finish our years with a moan. Our days may come to 70 years or 80 if our strength endures, yet the best of them are but trouble and sorrow, for they quickly pass and we fly away. If only we knew the power of your anger, your wrath is great, uh, is as great as the fear that is your due. It sounds like a bleak picture that Moses is painting, but again, he's setting this up for a purpose. He wants us to realize just how broken we are. He wants us to, to wrestle with the reality of our sin. Because if we, if we don't come to that realization that we are sinners and that before a holy God we stand condemned already then we won't be willing to address the sin the way God wants us to he wants us to confess it repent of it so that we can come before him in that humility that we need to have seeking what God can do for us in light of our sin seeking what only God can do for us and having an answer for our brokenness and our sin in our culture today people are trying to deny sin altogether trying to not act like or, or accept the fact that any of us are sinners, that we can live however we want. It doesn't matter. Uh, we can make any choice we want. And it's true that in this country we have such great freedoms. We can choose life to live life any way we want pretty much within the boundaries of the law. We can choose to live any lifestyle pretty much that we want to live. And, and what the world is trying to tell us is that it doesn't matter what choices you make there. But deep down inside, what I believe people are struggling with more than ever in our culture is that we know we're being told that, but we sense something different deep inside. I believe people, as we begin to live life, we begin to feel a brokenness within us. And we're looking for ways to fix it. 
And sometimes we're turning to the wrong things. We're looking to alcohol or drugs, or we're looking to that next relationship to fix us, or we're looking to, to whatever options the world gives us to try to fix what we sense deep inside is a brokenness within us. Well, Moses is just coming clean. He, he's just being very real about the fact that the brokenness is actually our sin. That's what is separating us from a holy God. That's what's keeping us from having the life that God created us to have, uh, wants us to have. And so the next thing Moses emphasizes is how wisdom is essential to figuring this out and taking care of it in the right way. So in verse 12, he says this to God, teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. In the brokenness that we're feeling and our search for some cure or some some way to fix this thing that we feel like is not right in our lives. Moses is saying the source we need to go to is God himself. He's the one that can grant us wisdom. He's the one that can teach us, he says, to number our days. Now, numbering our days, as I mentioned Sunday, is not about knowing ahead of time how many actual days we're going to be living. That's not what that phrase means. What it does mean is teach us to redeem the days that we have to use them for the right things time is fleeting days pass by quickly how can we best use those days and how we live out our lives uh, wisdom uh, is defined as the skill and the art of godly living so if we're going to number our days properly in the right way then we'll be wise enough to listen to God, learn from God, so that we can develop the skill of living godly lives. God's the author of our lives. He's the one who gives us life and breath and everything that this world, the good things that this world gives, uh, has available to us. They all come from God. So he's the one that can give us the wisdom for how to best then live out life while we're here in the brief time that we have. He wants, Moses is trying to get us to wake up to the reality that with the few days that we have, however many they are, he says, you know, later on it might be 70 or 80 years. Some people might live a little longer than that. But even that, when you're a young person, that sounds like it's so long and you're so ancient when you get to that point. But when you start approaching the, those years in life, you begin to realize it's gone by really fast. And so what happens is we we tend to get more focused on the idea, well, with the time that I have, how is it best used? We want to be skilled in the art of making the most of our days, and that's where the wisdom that God offers really helps us. So if we grow in wisdom, if we're learning from God, then we can make better choices about the use of our time. So God's big, but life is brief, and we're broken, so we need wisdom from God on how to best live life and that's what the scriptures are all about that's what the teaching from god's word is all about that's where we gain that wisdom that we need to have to live out life in the best way well he finally finishes up this psalm with another part of some good news here and that is that god is gracious even though life is brief god is gracious to us while we're here but he's gracious with us in another perspective and that is the eternal perspective so he begins to say in verse 13 Relent, Lord, how long will it be? Have compassion on your servants. Satisfy us in the morning with your unfailing love that we may sing for joy and be glad all our days. 
Make us glad for as many days as you've afflicted us, for as many years as we have seen trouble. May your deeds be shown to your servants, your splendor to their children. May the favor of the Lord our God rest on us, establish the work of our hands for us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. This is the idea that with the days that we've got, if we'll go to God for the wisdom that he offers us, here's what God's wisdom will do for us. It will allow us to experience the joy of the steadfast love of God that is always there for us. We'll be able to experience the joy and the fulfillment of knowing that our days are not wasted days. Instead, with the renewal of God's love and God's presence and God's wisdom, our work will be established. That idea of work being established means that it won't be meaningless. It won't be wasted in any way. Our work, our pursuits are now going to be filled with purpose rather than just wasteful passing of time. Our pursuits are going to, to take on substance and have the ability to move us toward uh, leaving a legacy that is worthwhile with the days that we've been given. We don't want to get to the end of our lives and realize we've wasted We've wasted so much of our time, so much of our opportunities. Instead, we want to get to the end and realize we've made the best investment we can make with the time that God allowed us to have. Because if we make those the best use, if we redeem the time properly, here's what happens. The purpose of our lives not only were fulfilling to us, but they've blessed other people. What we've done with our days has, has honored God. It's honored others. And it's left an impact that will go on after we're gone. A, a positive impact on those who come behind us. That's the legacy I think all of us want to live to leave behind. And so God, uh, Moses is saying that God can give us the wisdom to leave that kind of legacy with the days and the years that God gives us. It's a great message. I hope you go back and read through that psalm again. Uh, coming up next week, we're going to be looking at uh, this coming Sunday, we'll be looking at Psalm 103, and it's basically a psalm of praise. Uh, I've titled the message, Praise the Lord My Soul. That's a phrase that he begins that psalm with, and the the theme of praising God is just so often repeated throughout all the psalms because he is so worthy of being praised, and in this psalm, he especially emphasizes to remember the benefits of God because that's the reason He's so worthy of our praise. He, he gives us so many amazing benefits. Let's look just in, at a few of them in Psalm 103, beginning with verse 3. He says this, Who forgives all of your sins, heals all your diseases? Who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion? Who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagle's? Uh, and the list just goes on and on. I, I hope you'll read this psalm ahead of time before next Sunday, before you join us for the message time then, because we're going to be reminded of all the blessings, all the benefits that God gives to his children. Uh, and, and the list could be uh, going on and on and on. Uh, in this psalm, he tries to be concise with it, but he does list enough of them for us to be reminded God is so amazing and how he blesses his children. And of course, the ultimate blessing that uh, the psalmist was only looking forward to that we now know in full is the sending of the Savior Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the Deliverer, the one who not only gives us the blessings of living life here, but who provides the answer and the cure for our brokenness and our sin through his 
price that he paid on the cross so that we have not only temporary benefits here uh, from God, but we have the eternal benefits of forgiveness of sin and eternal life. His kingdom is eternal, and the greatest blessing of all, the greatest benefit of all, is the benefit of the Savior and the eternal life that he provides for us. So I hope that you'll plan to join us this coming Sunday. We have services here at the Antioch campus at 9 o'clock and 11 o'clock. We have services at 10 o'clock at the Smyrna campus. And if you can't be here in person, we live stream our services every Sunday morning at 9 o'clock. And then once it's posted there, it can be viewed anytime after that. Uh, before we go today, I want to remind you of a few things we've got coming up here at Lakeshore. We are in the middle of a school supply drive. I know it's just the middle of the summer, but school starts back up not that long from now. And we want to help out some families with getting those supplies they're going to need for their kids. Uh, many kids start school the first week of August or at least by the second week of August. So we're partnering with Youth for Christ here at the Antioch campus. Uh, and we've got a list of supplies. They're uh, encouraging us to uh, bring as donations. And then we're partnering with Smyrna Elementary School at the Smyrna campus. If you go to our website at lakeshorechristian.com, you can click on the school supply graphic there. And we have those lists posted there of the specific items that we're needing. I know some people already brought some donations. We're so thankful for that. You can bring them to either campus on Sundays. Or if you want to bring them during the week, just be sure you call ahead. Make sure someone's here so that we can get those supplies inside the building uh, so they're not left outside there. So we hope you can help us out with that. It's a way to bless a lot of other families here. We also have a couple of other things we want you to be aware of. There's a summer youth conference still coming up for our senior hires. It's called CIY Move. It is at Lee University, uh, and it's coming up uh, July the 23rd through the 28th. If you would like to help out with some of the cost of that, we, uh, we could also uh, accept donations for that. Uh, just uh, call us or email us here at the church office. We'll be glad to give you instructions on that. Uh, we'd love for you to have the opportunity to bless some families with uh, supporting this summer youth conference for our senior hires. And we have a summer celebration coming up on Sunday, August, uh, Saturday, I'm sorry. It's on Saturday, August the 12th at Camp YI in Laverne. It'll be from 3 p.m. to 7 p.m. that day. We're going to have a lot of fun times out there. It's going to be, uh, the pool will be open. We're going to have a water slide. Uh, we have docks there that we'll have fish, uh, people supervising for people to fish there. Uh, and we're going to have indoor and outdoor games going on. We'll have a meal that evening to finish out the day and a devotion time there. So we hope you can join us for that. But you need to register in advance. Uh, go again to our website at lakeshorechristian.com. You can register there. Just click on the uh, graphic that says Summer Celebration. Or you can register on Sundays at the kiosk in the lobby of either campus. It's just $5 per person. Kids 5 and under are free. And we really need you to register in advance so that we'll get a count of how many to plan for for the games and the meals and the uh, games uh, that are happening both indoors and outdoors. It's good for us to have a count, an estimate of how many people are coming so that we'll have those well provided for. Uh, so go ahead and register as soon as possible. And we've got a, one more thing coming up on the calendar I want to remind you of. we got a life group leader training coming up. Uh, on su on uh, Sunday, August the 6th at 5 o'clock. That training is going to take place at the Smyrna campus, but it's for people from either campus. Life groups are at the core of who we are and what we do at Lakeshore uh, to connect people to Christ and each other and grow people to maturity in Christ and serve people in the name of Christ. So we have life groups that meet during the week or on the weekends. 
at various locations and through those life groups, people do life together. They do Bible study together. Uh, they do fun activities together. They serve together, uh, different ministry opportunities. We want to, to have as many life groups as we need for new people that are coming into the church. So we need always to keep developing new life group leaders. So if you attend this training, just sign up for it in advance. Again, at our website or at the kiosk on Sundays at either campus. Signing up for this training doesn't obligate you to go ahead and lead a life group, but it's a way for you to get to know more about what's involved, what, what's expected of a life group leader, how does that work. We'd love for you, if you have interest in doing that, to go ahead and sign up for our life group leader training. There's lots of other good things going on. We encourage you to always uh, connect and follow with us on uh, social media. We're primarily on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, we can... Uh, Keep those things updated there. We post new things all the time so that you can be in tune and uh, uh, up to date on all this happening here at Lakeshore. Uh, so please sure you check those things regularly. And you can visit our website regularly at lakeshorechristian.com. We want to thank you for joining us here today. It's always a joy to have this time together with you as we continue to connect, grow, and serve here at Lakeshore Christian Church.